Ahsoka is over, but we march on. It's another episode of Reckless Rebellion here for you this week. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Kenobi! Rebellions are built on hope. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels. Welcome to Reckless Rebellion, the podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star all about the wars and the stars. I'm your rogue leader, electrifying force-sensitive native to the Chiss Ascendancy, Thomas Carter Rochester, and I'm joined by the greatest mind the Rebellion has to offer. Up first, our master of chaos and pod racing enthusiast, King of the Hoth, the Klein felt i am a stoked to be here thomas <laughs> i i know i did that joke of like on the first week of ahsoka but I, it's I, the last time i'm gonna get to do to it until i guess season two if and when that happens so that that's what i'm running with i like it way to recycle uh jokes never die that's good content is no always good content said. <laughs> is it that's a good question <laughs> uh and joining us for the first time ever one of the co-hosts of phase zero and love in the time of hydra our very own dathomiri knight sister of the rebellion jamie the scarlet witch giraffe wow what a beautiful intro thank you so much uh i, I love it perfect no notes i uh, love your music too <laughs> great stuff <laughs> We go. Thank you. Yes, we, we, we don't do anything like sh- short here. It's always it's always up to eleven. <laughs> Jamie, I've got to ask you since you popped on this call. This is obviously an audio podcast, so people can't see it. Is oh, yeah. is that Poe and Finn in a loving embrace behind you? Oh yeah, I'm a Finn Poe truther. That is them uh, being very sexual uh, on my door. Um, yes, I-, I ship them quite hard, and I'm really happy I got to fit into the screen. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I got to see it. I was like, is, is, it, it has to be, yes. And it's just like, yeah, those mm-hmm. beautiful boys just just loving each other, just holding each other oh, close. Yeah. It's it's great. <laughs> I do like it. I I'd expected in that relationship, I don't know if I would put Finn as the big spoon, but I, I'll take it. Oh, I, guess. I 100% would. Um, because I 100%. I think, well, I don't know if I really, if we want to get into the sexual... <laughs> <laughs> already right up top chaos it's um, what we do <laughs> but i do i do see finn as the top i'll say that interesting okay <laughs> okay <laughs> thomas we have a podcast to do right <laughs> is that why we're here we do i'm thinking like yeah sure top but i don't see him as the big spoon i feel like he wants to be swaddled himself interesting you know i don't hate it <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That makes me feel a lot better about life. On today's show, we're going to dive into the series season question mark finale of Ahsoka episode eight. The best title we've gotten yet. The Jedi, the witch and the warlord. Uh, But before all of that, let's check in with the smartest execute order. 66% of this podcast. We'll start with you, Jamie. How are you? How is your day? Just in. Oh, great. Um, uh Ahsoka's over. That's sad, but Loki's tomorrow, so they don't really give us much of a turnaround, do they? 
no. The Disney no. machine never stops. It is a, it is a constant that is it's the, one of the few constants in life. Uh, it's death, taxes, and Disney Plus content. That's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. The sure. Yeah. Um, death. One day it'll happen for us. Uh, unless you're hanging out with the Night Sisters, we'll get to that. Klein, how you doing, buddy? Look at that doing, haircut. I which did. I Thank know you. audibly you can you can hear his haircut. Yeah, I sound more aerodynamic than I usually do. Uh, yeah, I have. I'm going to a wedding next week. I'm in the wedding party, so I had to go. It had been a little while, almost since my wedding back in June, uh, since I'd gotten a haircut. So I was like, I need to go get my ears lowered. You know, get a few snip snips up top did that have you never heard that get your ears lowered it's because when they when you cut your, if you have longer never. hair and you cut a little bit your ears look lower that's i don't know it's an old like oh it's a grandma adage um but life's busy as jamie said loki is yeah. like it's been ahsoka and loki um i'm playing spider-man 2 right now so like that's like really busy as well it's just every like there's just so much going on um it's there is no after the doldrums of the summer it is it is just a constant roll until the end of the year at this point, but um, enjoy it while you got it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you could be me, right? Not playing the Spider-Man, not, not getting Loki screeners, just working all the live long day. Uh, except I did just come back from like the best birthday trip I've ever had in my life. Go Cowboys. That's right. We kicked some ass. Uh, best birthday present I could have been given from a guy that I don't enjoy, Jerry Jones, talking about you. But, um, Klein, dude, it was a time. I It made me so excited for a, Atlanta in November because that's the next trip I have planned outside of, like, an hour jaunt to Tallahassee for some Florida State games. But, dude, I'm ready. I'm ready to get the rebellion in person. Jamie, what you don't know is Klein is the only person that we've never met in person. That's crazy. Um, but it's going to happen soon? November, yeah, first week of November. November. That's so soon. I'm excited. A month from now. For you. That's amazing. I think a month, a month, a month from, from now, from right now Saturday, it will right? be happening. Yeah. A month from right now, we will have been together for like 36 hours and either the world will end. It'll be like dividing by zero and a black hole open up and swallow us <laughs> all whole or it'll be just going swimmingly. How I mean, long if you have divide you... by zero, you just get an imaginary number. How long have you known each other virtually? Three years. Wow. Cool. I'm glad you knew that answer because I <laughs> my brain is done with numbers yeah. for the day. <laughs> Three years digitally. Three years. We've done what is this? This is episode ninety one of the podcast pretty much every week. I know. Yeah. I haven't missed a week. But yeah, it's been it's weird how in this world, I'm sure Jamie, you get this doing the stuff you do, you meet all sorts of people like I'm so happy I live now because you, you we you, we can make these relationships. We can build friendships and and uh, work with people that we've never met. Like I, I work for the direct.com. I'm a senior editor there and I've never met most of the people I, I've, I've met a few luckily as, as I've been here, there and everywhere traveling around, trying to meet as many people as I can. But like, it's uh, it's pretty cool that we can do this and form relationships yet have never sat in the same room, never done this actually live, never shared a meal a conversation sitting across from each other. I didn't meet my phase zero co-hosts until about a year and a half into phase zero. So I totally get it. Yeah. Ah, uh, I think I watched that. That was, that was fantastic. No. <laughs> so much fun watching y'all in the same physical, uh, the same space and time coordinates. Um, that was, that was, was fun. special. 
lot. Yeah. Um, oh, what a what a Comic Con that was too. That was a that was a time to be alive that year. And then something happened that I don't remember. Oh yeah, like every delay happened. Thanks for that, Disney. Uh, maybe we should just stop giving <laughs> announcements out for stuff and just let us hang in the balance. Like, oh, we have a Star Wars movie. When? Guess. Like it feels feels like it's the 90s again <laughs> um <laughs> ah the good old days i had a thought klein and i lost it where was it meeting people uh i got to meet giovanni from this is the Waycast in dallas because he lives there in frisco uh which was we've known each other for on the internet for like two weeks so <laughs> met him before klein i think that's i met him through klein actually um, that's what I am. I, I bring people together. <laughs> I'm a giver. <laughs> that's what you do. You are the force. The yeah. force of love. Um, let's go ahead and jump on forward in this here hyperspace adventure with going to Jamie Jurak's Star Wars origin story. Um, so in case the world is not sure what that is, <laughs> it's just how you got into Star Wars. Oh, I uh, remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I was five. And um, to this day, my two favorite, top two favorite movies of all time are the same movies as when I was five. And that is Grease and Star Wars. And I remember my mom, I had already seen Grease at that point very recently. And my mom was explaining Star Wars to me. She was getting me ready and i still very vividly remember her talking about darth vader but i didn't have any concept for what this like sci-fi so i was picturing like a really mean greaser and i still have that visual <laughs> in my head for what i thought darth vader was going to be so that was a surprise and i don't actually remember watching the first two movies for the first time but i do remember watching return of the jedi for the first time when i was five because my mom and my dad were too lazy to read me what Java was saying within the subtitles and I couldn't read yet. So, and they're like, it's not important. And I, even at a, as a five-year-old, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's important. Otherwise it wouldn't be in the movie. So I remember being really frustrated about that. Um, but then by the time I was six, I was already collecting stuff. Uh, your audience can't see, but I have a very, very big star Wars collection oh of memorabilia uh, that I've been collecting since I was a kid. So uh, it's just, it's, oh, I have, Five Star Wars tattoos is just uh, always, it's just been my favorite thing my my whole life, which is funny because as you know, I, I'm not into the animated stuff. I just watched Rebels for the first time. So even though it's been my thing my whole life, I'm unlocking new parts of it even still in my 30s, which is cool. Have you done the Clone Wars dive? Is it you did the Rebels <laughs> or, or is that, okay, well, I've, I've opened up Pandora's box. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I so it took me three years to get through the first two seasons, and then Ahsoka was like coming out soon, and I was like, I just can't. So I jumped ahead, did all of Rebels. Now I've gone back, and I'm trying it again. Right now, it's it's proven a little easier because I like Rebels so much. I loved Rebels. I watched the whole thing in, in like a couple months. It was really easy. Whereas Clone Wars is like pulling teeth, and I'm a prequels kid. I love love the characters, but it's so I just watched the a good arc, the Satine arc. So then that, that was like a good place to jump mm. back into, but, but, but I'm struggling a little with it. You, it's, <laughs> it is a journey. There are <laughs> definitely ups and downs. Um, I am, I mm. would say more of a Clone Wars person than a Rebels person actually, but that is very heavily weighted on the latter half of Clone Wars. Like the mm -hmm. first few seasons is very much like, okay, like this, this was a cartoon network show 
that I guess didn't really have any sort of end date at any point. It was just like, we're going to keep doing this until they tell us to stop. And then it gets a little more serialized and we get a little more like, okay, there's more ongoing threads moving through the series. Um, and like the last season of Clone Wars is the is the best. That's it is what just they like, tell me. It's incredible. Um, so <laughs> get there. If you liked Rebels, if you liked Ahsoka, like it'll, it, the, the hooks will get in you. It'll happen. It just, you have to give it, you got to get through the like R2 and C3PO going on weird adventures, hurting animals and stuff like that. Hurt, hurting oh animals, not hurting with a D. <laughs> That's what I heard. I was like, is it B2 and tri- triple zero? Like, what? Um, I do like the comics. I have read oh comics, but uh, yikes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I would say it was like middle of season three when I really got hooked and it was the Mortis arc. Um, it's legendary. It's fantastic. Um, and it it's now important. I was going to say, it'll come up today. <laughs> it yeah. will come up today. I, I look forward um, to finishing and then rewatching Ahsoka. Yes, because, uh, yeah, it'll definitely be very exciting once you see uh, the final arc for sure. Uh, it definitely makes Ahsoka episode five hit a lot different. Um, Cause I can imagine being like, Oh, that's cool. But having seen it and how good it was like, it, they should have put that in the theaters, not the first four episodes, AKA the clone wars movie. That would have been way better. That would have made money. That would have printed money. <laughs> was it during COVID? Probably screw it. I don't win anyway. Uh, I don't care if I die. I'll just become one with the force. Uh, do you read the books by chance? I don't know. Um, never something that I super got into. Um, and now I'm like a terrible reader because I don't, I, I, when I, like I used to live like in Chicago and I would just read on the train. And now that I live in LA, I never read. I'm just terrible. <laughs> yeah. I do most of my reading while driving. Cause it's audiobooks. Mm. I can't, I'm too dyslexic to read sometimes. Uh, and then I just get distracted and I go through four pages and go, I have no idea what I just read. So I have to start all over. Um, I just read a bunch of High Republic comics. Big recommend. If it hooks you into the High Republic, I recommend the audiobooks. They have the whiz bang sound effects, the music. It's beautiful. The acting is, oh man, some of the voice acting is fantastic. Mark Thompson, best narrator I recommend. Any book read by him, that, that's the one you want to go to. Uh, is he Thrawn? Yeah, he's Thrawn. Uh, so that's 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 where I stand. If he plays the blue guy, he's probably the best. Cool. Klein, I don't think we've had any news drop lately, right? Fantastic. Lando show might be a it's movie. A- the, the, Guillermo del Toro was maybe doing a Star Wars, but yeah, it's been pretty slow. <laughs> that's good because it's not like we have a lot of time to uh, be diving into the news like we would if Jack Jack were here. So cite your sources, which is no one this week. Thanks, Jack. We love you. Have a nap. Which means we're going to dive right on into our flagship topic of Ahsoka, Episode 8 Review. Ahsoka is Jedi. Ahsoka is Jedi, Thomas. And guess what? It's over. It's done. We waited so long. We were sitting here going, the Rebel sequel, it's finally happening. The epilogue, the added chapter. And then eight episodes come and gone just in the blink of an eye. 
it's time's a wicked bitch, I guess. But yeah, it's over. <laughs> Before we get into the beat by beat plot and everything that happened, I will get both of your just general thoughts, how we're feeling, just coming out of it. Jamie, we'll jump to you first because you are a special guest. What were your general, I guess, opinions of the season? Um, and then more specifically, episode eight coming out of what we watched, I guess, last night at the time of recording. So I overall, I, did, I really enjoyed the series. It's not my favorite of the Disney Plus series, but I think a lot of that too is I don't really have an attachment to Ahsoka because even though Rebel, this is a sequel to Rebels, she's not really in Rebels that much. And so I have a little bit of her from, uh, you know, from the Clone Wars I've seen. But I, I the thing I loved most about the show was the the fight. There were just so many good lightsaber fights and action moments, and uh, that I love that kind of stuff. I am so all in on that. And uh, I think the as for the finale, I did like it. I liked it a lot. I, I it's like there has to be a season two, right? It can't just end there. So I think that's exciting. Um, I think I, I, even though they haven't officially announced it, I, I I would be shocked if we didn't get more. Uh, but ultimately, I would say I rank Ahsoka above Mando season three and Book of Boba Fett. That's where I'd place it. Okay. Okay. Thomas, you were just grinning ear to ear, um, judging from your Twitter DMs last night. So take it away. What did you think? <laughs> How are you feeling? Have you come down from the high of last night? I wouldn't even say I was high last night. I'm just a defender of things I liked. <laughs> um, and I knew I was wow. watching it, texting Jack. I was watching it. I know it's crazy that I do that, right? Um, watching it, I literally was like, I saw three things happen and I look at my phone and I don't remember if I text Jack first or Jack texts me first, but I was like, bro, <laughs> I was like, I imagine you're not going to be very stoked right now. And we went back and forth, mildly arguing, mildly commenting. Um, I really do enjoy it. Uh, I am pretty sure I know where my bad batcher ranking lands already. Um, but I, Definitely have Como se dice, uh, emotional letdowns at times, but then there are certain things where the emotional, the emotions hit me so hard that I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm willing to look past a couple of these other little things that are kind of annoying. Um, my, I guess my biggest gripe is I wish it were longer. Um, shocking that I want more Star Wars in my life, considering. You, no one can see my room. You guys are just on video. You just see the Cowboys on the Marvel. The rest of my room is Star Wars art, lightsabers, and Christmas lights hanging up. My I got a Darth Vader uh, picture over top of the October Darth Vader calendar right here, which is just yeah, rock on. Finally got the best best image for a calendar for the first time in my life. And this series, I'm I'm I'm. I'm not as high on this episode as I have been. I would say the majority of these, I mean, there's what eight episodes. Yeah. So I'm probably not as high on it as the majority of the rest of these episodes. However, it's still really good. I agree with it being better than a, so a Mando season three and book of Boba Fett. Uh, I'd say it's in my top three Andor is number one. It's not even close with how good Andor is. And then I bounce between Mando season two and Ahsoka um, because I really need to watch all of Ahsoka again. Really excited for our recap next week for the superlatives, season superlatives decline. Um, but 
Could it have been better? Listen, I believe that perfection should be sought, but it's never attainable. So that's what we should aim for, right? Star Wars, right, Kathleen Kennedy? Come on, we can do it. We can do it. Just give me an entire Thrawn series. Klein, what'd you think? Um, I am I I was not a huge fan of the way that the series wrapped up. I as we've said throughout the weeks on oh. these on these reviews, I loved my time with Ahsoka. I still I I love Ahsoka. I think I can say that. I love this series, but just the way that this finale wrapped up for me felt it felt like I said this to my spouse when it ended last night. You remember when you were in like elementary school and you had to do like a poster project and you had to write your name or someone's <laughs> name at the top and it was like, okay, Klein. So K, big K, okay, L. And then you look at the poster and go, oh no, I, I don't have room for the rest of my name. And then you just like E-I-N-F-E-L-T, like you just very small. And that's kind of the way that this episode felt to me. It felt like we were going, we had a good clip, we had good pace. And then this episode happened. And it was just like, oh, we need to end now. Um, and there were definitely moments in here that I love. Like as Jamie, you mentioned, the action throughout the whole series is like, sublime it is crazy it looks beautiful it's the closest thing to i think the the like star wars inspiration of the whole like samurai warrior thing that's been bouted uh, bandied about since the 70s basically this is the closest thing we've gotten to that like real like samurai um fighting and this episode specifically had a lot of great stuff but just like shiny things and fan service for me isn't isn't enough and i felt that it did leave me on a bit of a sour note, which kind of sucks because I was like so into the series. Uh, I compared it last night to like, there's a way to do a good cliffhanger and we'll obviously get into that as we go beat by beat. There's a way to do a good cliffhanger and I thought like Across the Spider-Verse earlier this year was a perfect example of that. Like it, it was fulfilling yet exciting that it wasn't the end of the story. Whereas this, I was just kind of like, okay, like it's, we're going to get a season two, I guess. Um, whereas that's not how I should be feeling. Uh, I should be sitting here going like, oh my gosh, they're stuck. Like, what are they going to do? Um, and I'm not. So we'll get into what, why of, of all of that. But let's jump into the um, beat by beat plot here, if that's okay with the two of you. Are we ready to go? Do it. Now, Jamie, I'll start all of my plot recaps with a quote from the episode. And this week's quote being a Jedi isn't about wielding a lightsaber. Train your mind, train your body, trust in the Force. And that we did. Ahsoka rules, even though this episode doesn't. Um, episode 8, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. Thomas, we're just going to stop immediately off the bat. Jedi, Witch, and the Warlord. What are we referencing here? That they're Narnia. That they're Narnia. Wait, stuff. Mr. <laughs> Is that the goat man, I think? I've I haven't. Tumness. 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 Yeah. Tumness. Okay. We open. It's basically me. Some absolutely terrifying Kevin Kiner score. Just like the most brooding music of all time. Very cool. Ron is making his final preparations to leave Peridia. And Enoch is like, guess what? We spotted the Jedi shuttle. We got him. Thrawn says, okay, we'll send off two TIE fighters. If they make it back, they make it back. They can engage if they find them. The Great Mothers summon Morgan Elspeth for a quote-unquote reward. I don't know if the two of you were thinking this at the time. I'm like, she's about to get got. I thought these, these Great Mothers were going to murder her on the spot. Obviously, that did not happen. She gets some like really cool new face tattoos and a sick-ass sword known as the Blade of Talzin. 
title card. Boom, we get the Jedi Witch and the Warlord Thomas. Blade of Talzin. What is this thing? Where does it come from? Jamie, do you know the importance of this name at all? Because I didn't. I had to go and like read up. I did a little Googling. I did not know at the time. Oh, okay. Okay, Thomas, do, do you remember? Do you know you know the Blade of Talzin? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't tell you exactly right now what episode it is that we see. It's it, Clone but, Wars uh, stuff. Pretty sure yeah. They f- yeah, yeah, it's Clone Wars. I mean, there's only, what, like 200 episodes or something crazy like that? I don't know. You're almost that. there, Jamie. It's, but- you're so close. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mother Talzin was the, the main mother the great mother if you will during the clone wars time she uh i believe is actually the mother of darth maul um i don't don't quote me on that i just know that he calls her mother and she's like my son but they're not the same species so that's questionable at best um she this this great blade is as we saw able to fight off a lightsaber she fights mace windu at a certain point and it is enchanted with this dark magic this dark energy it uh you know the best way to put it is it's the magic version of beskar it can defend lightsabers it probably can defend blaster bolts i don't remember seeing that um but it is uh it's a, it's not not a toy to be playing with um and the fact that it is brought in now is a very intriguing thing um considering these great mothers had been spoiler alert for like one line later asleep for an unknown amount of time, but they're bringing in mother thousands blade brings up plot question, not plot questions, but theories like either a mother thousand was way older than any of us ever realized or B thousand is a family name that has been passed down from generation to generation for like the leader of these night sisters. Um, and, yeah, uh, it was awesome. Did I pop? Yeah, I popped. Jumped off my couch. Was like, oh, we're in it now. And uh, I didn't think it was going to go down ever. I didn't pop for the name, but you put a you light a sword on fire and I'm going to jump up off my couch. OK, I don't care what's happening, but especially colored yeah. fire. Like not. I'm like, that's green fire. That's different. This is cool. Um, and I was in. But from there. We jump over to more cool stuff. Uh, we go over to Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra, as well as the little the Noti. I love these crab people, Jamie. These I these little freaks are my favorite thing in the entire world. And anytime they're on did a screen, whole TikTok about it. We are we are of the same we are of the same mind. I love this. Yes. They're moving around, doing their thing. Very Ghibli, like Studio Ghibli designed these ships that are like yes. they're rolling around in. Very like like oh what's nasca yeah. valley of the wind? wind very similar yeah to i just that. watched that for the first time like three weeks ago yeah very similar like bug looking ship tank things and guess what ezra is building a new lightsaber with the help i don't know how much help he's given him but the help of hu yang um sabine shows up and is like <laughs> hey remember kanan we bring that name into it and i'm like oh man please give me a freddie prince jr force ghost we don't get that <laughs> Turns out that Hu Yang taught uh, Kanan how to build a lightsaber back in the day. And Ezra is a little shocked by this information. You're old, Hu Yang. Hu Yang gives Ezra the final piece of his saber, and it is a, it's the same emitter that Kanan used on his. 
We then find out what happened between Sabine and Ahsoka. Ahsoka was very worried what would become of Sabine while they were initially training after the war ended, after basically the Empire raised Mandalore. So she cut things off right there and then. And then Sabine and Ahsoka have a bit of a heart-to-heart on the top of their ship. It's kind of just like, I don't know, not a ton said here. It's just Master Padawan bonding shit that I eat up and love. So of this chunk here, we'll take a break. We'll talk. What did we think? I'll go to you, Jamie. The lightsaber building. Very cool. Bringing up our boy Kanan. Did Kanan connect with you in the Rebels rewatch or watch, I guess, that you just did? Just like you, I really, really was hoping for a Freddie Prince Jr. Force Ghost. Uh, it's because never gonna it's one of those things. I want it, but it's I, you never know, I mean, we heard his voice in Tross, so you, I don't know. I feel like you never know. That was pretty surprising. So I, I uh, but I, it's one of those where like he's famous enough where I feel like it, it, he'd have to play him. Uh, but who knows? But I was also thinking that I, th- I like this scene because if, if I'm not mistaken, this is, this is the first time in live action we've ever seen like a lightsaber being built, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've seen like I pieces that of them neat. before, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, that that whole scene. I love. I love a Kanan reference. I really, really like Kanan. Um, I really loved his final episode, even though he got the worst haircut I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so I enjoyed. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Thomas, you're like Mister Kanan Jarrus. You you love and you eat this. <laughs> connective narrative tissue thomas is there so you were just eating this stuff up weren't you i absolutely was as soon as we saw he was building a lightsaber i was like and we're still rising on this this journey um i love that he was building his lightsaber i felt like we were watching fallen order happen in front of our eyeballs um also the young jedi arc from season five of clone wars that's where we first met he uh hu yang very fun um and I've that that was kind of that's our first look at Ilum actually as well I think in the Clone Wars, uh, the first time we ever see the Kyber planet. So it was very fun to watch this happen um, with someone who's built his own lightsaber a couple times now, and the fact that he's looking for something very specific and Hu Yang's like there was only two ever made. Your master had one, and you get the other one. It's only fitting. I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> okay um and then you know the line is um i'm old enough to know that the relationship between a master and apprentice is as difficult as it is important meaningful that's the word and it's like oh and at that moment sad eye sabine just walks away and again i'm like (laughs) no uh but i love how it works and it's like yeah you know that makes sense why you're building it that way. He turns around. She ever but make you one or teach you how? And she's gone. It's like, oh, no. Sad. He learns about um, the family Rin, which was really interesting how he reacted. We go. Uh, I'm trying to like piece together because my brain is just scattered from they go back outside. And that is probably my favorite Ahsoka Sabine scene in this whole series. It's like a final, like, it's the first time they felt like a real master and apprentice. And Sabine is there expecting to get Obi-Wan by just getting lectured for doing something that was reckless. And Ahsoka's like, huh, same, 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 but different. And it's like, yeah, finally. 
and we're going to get this later on. Like we're going to get to it later on, but this is where we get the, have you been keeping up with your training? And the quote that you said at the, at the beginning, you know, being a Jedi is more than a lightsaber. It's about tra uh, train your body, train your mind, trust in the force. I'll say it now. Her blockage in Rebels was her family drama. Her blockage here was Ahsoka drama. And having that cleared up is why we get what we get at the end, um, which we're not there yet. Also, I love them getting along. I love them so much. And Sabine, you know that she's my queen. So, like, give me more happy Sabine. I'm tired of her being sad. She deserves a happy moment. Filoni. Well, I don't get one for long because from here we hear that that <laughs> I can't do the Tie Fighter. I'm sorry, I try that. <gasps> Pretty good. I, yeah, wasn't bad. I don't know. That was good, <laughs> the, yeah. the Tie Fighters come in. They spot the, the naughty crew in their little bug machines uh, and critically wound Ahsoka's ship. They kind of hit it once and it falls down, and they're like, "Oh, what do we do?" Um, it's starting to fall towards the naughty, but Ezra and Ahsoka. They get under it. They're keeping up with our force powers. It's really cool. I haven't seen the force be used like this before, which I really, I like it. They're kind of helping each other out. Um, they Come then on, go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to launch the ship, hurtling it towards the ties and take them out with its wings. And they do it and it works. But in doing so, Ahsoka's ship, it's, it's done. Uh, or at least they say it is. It's going to need some work. We then go back to the Chimera. There's kind of two planes of action happening here. Uh, Enoch tells Thrawn they've hit Ahsoka's ship, but they've lost contact with the TIE Fighters. He doesn't care. He knows that they're grounded. He's like, hey, let's send over our troops and get out of here ASAP. Then Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra, they go, you know what? We're going to go to Thrawn. We're going to get on these weird platypus dogs, the howlers, and, <laughs> and we're going to ride into the belly of the beast. Uh, they come up upon the Star Destroyer with the temple sticking up its butt. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> can't get over it. it just, it's, it's a really, it's a really off-putting image. I don't like it. I don't like how this, this, it's the Star Destroyer has a butt plug and I'm not a huge fan. I just, I'm not into it. Maybe someone is. <laughs> they, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, they get off their howlers. They're running towards the thing uh, while Hugh Yang and the Naughty try to fix Ahsoka's ship. They then try, they you know what? They're like, we're just going to go. We're going to go right in, break into the front door, basically. So they do that. They run towards the door. It's getting shot at. They open the door. This, I have written down, Star Wars movie ship. Just like, it looks so good. We talk about budget all the time on here. We talk about the stupid playground looking sets of Book of Boba Fett. This does not look like TV <laughs> at all, um, which I love. They then engage in a bit of a fight. They come up with some of Thrawn's night troopers. They school them. It's so cool. You have two lightsaber users. Someone, Sabine, shooting her blaster. She pulls out her lightsaber. They take them all down, and we're like, we did it, guys. Good job. High fives all around. It's like when you get a point in volleyball, and you go around, you say hello. Like, Good job, everybody. But nope. Nuh-uh. Night sisters upstairs are like saying some magic words. Like, I don't know. What did they say, Thomas? Like, ooh ha ha, ooh ha ha. I don't know. And the knights exactly. and the, and the yeah. night troopers start to wiggle about and get back up. Zombies. It's as we all expected. It's like Maroc was his name. Yes. Maroc was like this like husk 
that they were using and reanimating and they go back at them. It's very scary. We then get the information that the Chimera is ready to go, but Thrawn is worried that the Jedi are going to get on the ship. So he's like, we got to go right now. He basically tells Morgan, sorry, buddy, you got to stay behind and we're going to get out of here. We'll stop here. Covered a lot. General thought, or yeah. thoughts, prayers. I don't know. <laughs> Jamie, what do you think about this kind of action sequence as we go from our beautiful little crab boys into the tower, take on the zombie troopers and all that? The, that was my, this is my favorite part of the episode, the fighting. Um, as I said, I like that. But this especially, just the teamwork, uh, the the force using for the first time. I, I, I don't know if we're quite there. I, it's all jumbled in my brain. Um, I watched it so long ago last night. Um, but this whole thing was, the zombie troopers, I just, just like didn't see that coming, which is in retrospect, like, no, they're witches. What else are they going to do? Um and so, yeah, this was my this whole sequence was my was my favorite part of the episode, and maybe my favorite part of the season. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I can get on board with that. It is it, this is really fun Star Wars action, which I like. Um, it did have me wondering why do they have guns on the bottom of the ship, but I under, now understand. I had explained to me by my spouse and viewing partner that fighting in space is a three dimensional battlefield, so you need guns on every side of the ship and i'm like oh yeah that makes sense like that's that makes a lot <laughs> i understand now thomas what do you think about this whole action sequence and coming into the tower taking on these night troopers you covered so much that i wanted to talk about that i have to pick and choose now um i love that we utilize the platypus again um love them they're amazing little good boys Cute, and girls but terrifying. we need more it, yes just like most dogs cute but when they get angry they're terrifying you know it's perfect perfectly balanced um i full on love i'm just gonna talk about my boy thrawn let's let's not fuck around here <laughs> i love how thrawn is like ah oh, have you told our volunteers and like what they do is like yes they know the plan a of course they volunteered for thrawn that's what he does he instills and earns loyalty from his subordinates it's what he's done his entire career and the chiss ascendancy and that trilogy and the thrawn uh canon trilogy within <clears throat> excuse me in the empire era and even a little bit later on in the uh air to the empire trilogy he kills a lot of people because he's full-on full tilt losing his mind in a way but he uh still enlists uh, earns the loyalty of say i don't know what's his nuts captain paleon who we met in mando season three and the we heard his voice at the very end of uh, rebels season four so seeing that like these troopers were like yeah i'll die of course i will and then i'll come back to life sure why not man why wouldn't i want to do that and uh you talked about it because you said, yeah, basically tells Morgan, hey, sorry, honey, but we leaving you here. A, totally saw it coming. She was going to be sacrificed. I've been saying it for weeks. The fact that it was done in this way and not at the beginning where I totally thought she was about to get her head crushed in, thought she was going to be consumed for the dark magic or some shit. Um, but instead, she's empowered. She's given the sword and she's now the last line of defense for Thrawn. It's like, damn it. I'm sorry, we need a little bit more time. And what I love is her initial reaction is, no, I don't get to go back. 
because I'm probably getting left here. And then she swallows it and is just like, I understand. And she's willing to do it. You know, Thrawn says for the Empire and they all walk away. And this is going to be Jack's favorite part because I'm quoting his favorite part here for Dathomir. So now she's just coming in, which like, why are we mad about the Jedi fight? I mean, it was General Grievous. We're not going to get there. I'll spoil it, Jamie. Um, it all happened because of fucking Dooku, right? Which it is what it is. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But I love how we have displayed and shown, you know, and, and it's one of those, oh, don't tell me, show me that people always want to say. But seeing earlier in the episode, uh, last week's episode, where it's like, these are, these are, what is it? These are respectable losses, considering the fact that Balin's skull has not shown up on the board. And it's like, yeah, all right, see, he's other Imperial officers are just like, go die for me, you peasant. And he's like, no, 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 let's save as many lives as we have. We're running low on resources. I want everybody to come back. All of those dead bodies in the ship. Oh, man, that's going to make an army. I have a theory on that later on, which well, wait till then. I loved everything in here, and all I'm going to say, somehow this show keeps getting better when it comes to action sequences. Holy shit. Uh, Blue, white, green? Come on, man. That was gorgeous. That was freaking gorgeous. Uh, And watching each of them utilize, like, they all have their own unique style with the saber, which I full-on love. Ezra looks exactly like he did in Rebels. Very, like, old-school utilizing the form sabine is chaos personified with that saber and ahsoka is just like anakin random twirl for no reason oh i'm gonna do three twirls and block your you block your bolt why not ah like master like master because she's a master now fuck it uh loved it loved every second uh that i feel like oh really quick you're talking about the star wars movie shit and the budget when they were on the talking, when Sabine and Ahsoka were on their little talk, having their talk on top of the ship, how did you feel about that look? I thought it looked fine. How did you I didn't, feel? I didn't have any issues. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Why? I, uh... Were you like, oh, Because it's volume. the first time... It's the first time this whole season where I'm on, on any point, I, like, am looking, I'm like, looks like the volume. Probably uh-huh. was. And like i'm watching watch oh it was man (laughs) i can tell you now it was and just watching the way that their body didn't interact with the background and the way it should with the the slight bump they had moving um yeah that's that's what i noticed and yet it was still better than all of book of boba fett visuals better than kenobi visuals so like i'm not mad about it but i did i did notice it so this is the point in the episode where I think we're about, it's like a 48 minute episode. I think we're maybe 28 minutes, 30 minutes in. I out loud say, wait, we haven't gotten any Shin or Balin yet. Interesting. Weird. <laughs> just a just a weird thing that we'll get to at the end of it, I guess. Ahsoka then confronts Morgan at the top of this tower as the ship or the chimera starts to peel away. Morgan has her sick-ass sword with flames because swords on fire are cooler than lightsabers. I said it. Um, well, Ezra and Sabine, they go, they run out of the base up top towards the Chimera, trying to get on. Thrawn boards the eyes Eye of Scion. They lock in, power up the hyperspace ring. They're ready to go. Sabine and Ezra are getting schooled by a few night troopers. And Jamie, you mentioned it. This is when Sabine, she gets pinned up against the wall 
and she does it. She uses a force. We get it. She's force sensitive. Like the internet commenters can do without what they will, I guess. She is. Um, she grabs the lightsaber off the ground, schools these guys with that. They then get to the platform a second too late as the chimera is now away from the temple. They say they're going to do what I call the alley oop force jump. She's going to, Ezra's going to jump. She's going to push him as um, he gets into the air, which I might add for somebody who's just used the force pole for the very first time, you're now going to throw a human body. Sabine, I don't know. I, it's a lot of risk. I, your friend might be mush on the ground by the end of this exercise, but it ends up working. You don't trust they, in the force enough. I guess Confidence. not. Is it like a, it, I guess it's like, it's not a, it's an on and off thing. It's not a gradual dial of like, okay, I learned how to like, it's not like learning to drive a car. It's like, oh, I learned how to parallel park today. It's no, it is. I can use every force ability or no force ability. Like, I'm very excited to break down okay, the I, steps I'm just, which we've seen her utilize <laughs> the force thus far. I know. Well, we heard her talk, so I guess that was like the first... Her, she spoke to Ahsoka through her head. Um, we then... They jump, but it looks like they've missed, but they didn't. Ezra pops back up, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade style, where he's like hanging from the edge. Uh, and he's made it onto the Chimera. Sabine is not going to make it. It is not looking good. Ahsoka, meanwhile, still fighting Morgan. This time... They've moved closer towards where the um, Chimera had left off from. Sabine joins in, letting the Chimera get farther and farther away. It's not going to happen, Sabine. You're not making it home. Ahsoka then cuts Morgan in half, but not really. Like She gets her in the stomach, and that's kind of it. The Morgan is dead. Bit of a waste of a character in my mind. I don't know. I just didn't get a lot of Morgan. Didn't get a ton of her. And just when it seems like it might be too late, Ahsoka says, you want to get out of here? And the pair jump from the top of the tower onto the top of Ahsoka's starship. There may be hope yet. What do we think about this final confrontation with Morgan, the Chimera leaving, and the, I guess, force alley-oop of it all? Thomas? I just want to say when you're like, oh, you want to get out of here? And the pair jump from the top of the tower, all I could think, think was the other guys uh with samuel L. jackson and the rock yep, okay. aim for the bushes <laughs> office pop boom, boom. Uh, uh pop pop it's a real thing right no so i this whole sequence is fantastic uh, it's just i'm i'm like I, i'm like all right how do i put this thrawn is obviously getting out of here my big blue boy is gonna go save Save. I don't know himself. He is a hero from a certain point of view. So <laughs> very I, like I knew that was going to happen. I was just like wondering about the logistics of who's left, who goes, does everyone die? That was always a possibility in my mind. Um, so the Sabine and Ezra going up and Ahsoka fighting Morgan, right? Um, a again. Holy shit, what a fight between Ahsoka and Morgan Elizabeth. Um, fantastic. I need to look up who the choreographer was because I want to work with them. Um, the whole force of it all. She heard the voice of Ahsoka, right? That was the first time the force was like shown to her in a way, right? Well, same, same, same with Luke Skywalker. Uh, then the next thing she does is 
technically, along with Ezra, uses the force to do that cool shit on the platypups on their way into the fortress, right? We randomly saw her last week defending blaster bolts. It, that's, I don't think that was just Mandalorian, that it was force enhanced. Like, it's hard to block a blaster bolt. Um, canonically. Thank you, Weather Apps. I, apparently, we're dying. So, uh, we've seen her do that. Even Luke Skywalker struggled defending them the first time. Uh, and then we see her pull the saber in. Do the, I mean, just Kylo Ren, that son of a bitch in the side of his head. Zombie head, by the way. Zombie Death Trooper, uh, which was super awesome and disgusting. I'm very excited for your question later on, Klein. I know what's, I know what it's going to be about. Um, and then she utilizes the force to aggressively push, right? Everyone's like, ah, oh, so it's too much too soon. I mean, in terms of like screen time, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot real fast. But Luke Skywalker only heard Ben. Then he used the force to shoot into a small space, which he had said he could do before, but we didn't really believe it because, you know, show not tell, right, Klein? It's our favorite thing here on this here podcast. The next thing he does on the the force situation is he pulls his lightsaber out of the snow on Hoth. That's what we see on screen. So that's his progression. Ray out of nowhere gains force abilities and yanks the lightsaber to her, pulling it from the hands of Kylo Ren. Everybody now is all cool. Like, well, she was the daughter of Palpatine. It's going to be okay. And meanwhile, I'm just like, okay, can we all utilize the same approach for how we're looking at this, considering the fact that in Rebels she was blocked by her family and it was very clear that it was mentioned that, you know, the force is in everything and she's not feeling it at all. That's fine. You know, we all cut ourselves off from love at times. And now we've gotten to that whole point where she's free. She's in it. She's trusting in the force. And even, you know, the whole alley-oop push. Is that what we're calling it? The force alley-oop. Yeah. Is that how you? Yeah. The Force of Alley-oop. It was the first one we've ever seen in live action. Um, she, even Ezra doubts her. And it's like, I don't know if you could do it. She's like, dude, come on. What are you, chicken? And it pulls off. I have no qualms with it. I knew as soon as it happened that I, I, I remember texting Jack and was like, oh. And he's like, oh. And I was like, oh, man, I knew you were going to be upset. I so knew it was going to happen. Uh, I got no qualms with it. I think it makes perfect sense. I feel like they've hinted at it long enough that it feels like it needed to be done. Could have gone with a better music cue, though. That's my only real complaint. It would have hit different. It, it, like, had we gotten the force theme there. Significant lack of John her- Williams throughout the series. I love the music that was here. Kevin Kiner amazing does fantastic oh, yeah. stuff but there were a few moments where i'm like ooh, like a rearrangement of the force theme or just like little bits here and there where i could have even like yeah. some like across the stars with anakin and stuff like that like i think oh, we yeah. could have gotten a little bit more but it's it was good the music was good Best we do get the cue. force theme in this yeah. episode yeah i totally i must have missed it no we do it's where? you hear it you hear it um jamie no, that's what I'm saying. Where though? I forget, but I know we heard it. I think it's when she lifts the saber. <laughs> okay. I think it's when she lifts the I saber. I think so. It's. I'm pretty sure you're right. What? Yeah. Because I, I don't know. remember I have to thinking. Watch it again. How unfortunate. Music. <laughs> yeah. 
the force theme, like, and the force <laughs> theme, it's a it's a long running thing here on the show, Jamie. Force theme makes me cry no matter where it happens. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. That. It could, it's, and so I'm trying to remember where I teared up, and it must have been, yeah, it was when she did the the saber grab. So yeah, it was force theme right there. Hmm. Jamie, this whole Agreed. sequence, mm-hmm. the final battle with Morgan. I want to get your Morgan Elspeth thoughts. How you know, do you I'm feel al- about this character? I'm always here for a lady villain. Those are my that's my weakness. I love them. Uh, I would have liked her to be a little more fleshed out, her to live a little longer. I actually this made me really want to go back and watch the episode in Mando season two where her and Ahsoka fight because I, I'm, I'd be curious to like watch the differences, how they've grown as fighters, and and now she has a much better weapon. Although the Beskar spear sphere was. Thing was pretty cool um so yeah i like her i i didn't have much feeling when she went i was like yeah all right well that was a good run you she got more to do than captain phasma so that was nice but you know <laughs> um but that that you very fine for me and i think it's funny that all this sabine force stuff because i'm with thomas where i i couldn't believe watching rebels and ahsoka at the same time trying to catch up with it but but taking a little while I saw, of course, so many people online mad about Sabine training. She's not what? How? I could not believe Rebels literally ended with her walking off with Ahsoka. Like, what do you? That's they set it up right there. What do you mean? This whole thing. In a I sequence like, that takes place the, in the show. Like, yes, I. They people were so pissed, and it's like that's literally how Rebels ended was setting this up. I I was shocked after all that. Hubbabaloo. but I do, um, I do agree. Like I believed it, and I think a lot of it is confidence. You know, like if you believe in yourself, you can do it. And I think that has a lot. Of, the force is uh, very much part of that. But I loved uh, so uh, Sabine and Ezra in that moment because my whole thing with Sabine for most of the show has been like she hasn't felt like Sabine to me. She just and and it wasn't until she was with Ezra, and that made me realize, oh, like you said, a blockage. She was just sad and now she has her friend and it was the first time that Natasha's performance to me felt like Sabine and then seeing it all together, I realized that was purposeful. So I really enjoy, I just like seeing their brother sister vibes so much. And it's funny that you felt that way about Sabine because I think a lot of people, myself included, felt that way about Rosario's Ahsoka for a long time. Oh, where, 100%. Like, I, Ahsoka yeah. for me is one of my favorite because of the Clone Wars, which you will eventually finish because it is so good. Because of the latter half of the Clone Wars, Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character. Just full stop. I think her arc is absolutely incredible. And when we get Rosario in Mando and then obviously here, it's like, okay... She's guarded, whatever. And then obviously we end up going to the World Between Worlds stuff and that wall breaks down and then you start to see it. That icy heart, that those walls she'd built up um, for years and years and years start to crumble. And I think we got that with Sabine as well. Yeah, for, for I love Rosario, but I do think like this whole time is like, wow, she's really low energy. She's playing it so low energy. And it's hard because Ashley's voice is so peppy. Even when she's older Ahsoka in Rebels, there's just you just can't help but picture Ahsoka having a little bit of pep to her step because she has that voice. And so this whole time I feel the same way. I it's not that it's bad acting, it just doesn't feel like the same character. Yeah, for sure. So from here. We go right basically to the end. Basically, once I will say my problems with the episode start at this moment right here. We go to pretty orbit. Thrawn opens comms with Ahsoka's ship. He says, hey, guys, 
Remember Anakin? Ahsoka's like, oof, that hurt, that hurt. And he says, the line is, perhaps this is a Ronin, perhaps this is where a Ronin like you belongs. Today I have one, long live the Empire, and then boom, he's gone. Um, Thrawn is now in Star Wars Prime. We don't know where at this very moment we find that out. Back down on Peridia, though, just all of a sudden Ahsoka and Sabine are there on Howlers. They come back to the surface, return to our just our freaky little crab people. I was hoping to God that the Nati were going to, that one of them was going to be in the ship with them and they were going to jet off somehow with Thrawn. And then we would have the Nati with us in the Star Wars Galaxy Prime. It didn't happen. It might one day happen. I don't know what the consequences of that would be. Maybe these Nati have been banished to this planet. Maybe they're like a like invasive species and they're going to, every world we know and love is going to be populated by these little freaks. <laughs> That's aside the point though. Um, they're, hanging out sabine ahsoka we get kind of the final speech with ahsoka and sabine they see a light ahsoka sees the owl which is very cool um which is which is this the morai which is the sister right or the daughter what what is her name okay you can fill us in on that lore later we then cut to shin with three minutes left in the episode um she meets (sighs) with the raiders she lifts her saber in the sky turns it on and that's the end of Shin's story for this ep- for season one, I guess. We then go to Balin, Ooh. another first appearance. And he is standing on the statue of the father, which is very exciting, is very cool. But it's also like, could you guys have not? My pitch, I will say, the split up between these two, could you not have done that and worked Ugh. that in somehow into this episode? So they were at least a part of the action. And then we get this. I would have felt a lot more satisfied. The fact that it's just like, hey guys, remember, mm-hmm. like it felt like the end of like the Sandlot or whatever, where it's like, and Billy went on to like be a doctor, and Frankie like married oh, Sally yeah. or whatever. It just felt very, hey, remember these guys? Let's check in on them one last time. Didn't really like that. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to compare that, that to the uh, Rebels epilogue. A little bit. That's uh, how I Balin, felt when I was watching it on my rewatch. Balin's there. He looks, he sees a light off in the distance. We then go to the Star Wars Universe Prime, we've been calling it. Uh, Thrawn approaches Dathomir. He's going to go down there, hang out with the Great Mothers. It's going to be cool. Hopefully the spiders from Fallen Order don't freak him out because they're terrifying. Um, yeah. Then we go to the New Republic fleet. A mysterious vessel lands on Hera's ship. Everyone's like, uh-oh. They get their guns out. Everyone has them drawn, but Chopper. Dave Filoni himself goes, mm, and he walks on over, and it is someone in Stormtrooper armor. It's Ezra. We get the we get the hug between Hera and Ezra. It is nice. I do like this moment here. They didn't hug. They did not hug each other. I'd like to point out. Yeah, I was going to no, say. No, oh, they did no. not, because I oh. wanted it real bad. It ends what do they do? Do they just look at each other? She's like Ezra, and then yeah. he walks. To, she doesn't move. He walks towards her, and then it cuts away. And I was pissed because I really wanted them to hug. <laughs> Never mind. They that. didn't hug. I rescind <laughs> my statement. Uh, on pretty Ahsoka and Sabine, they're living there. We get one last conversation with the pair, the master and Padawan. Sabine, she did well. Ahsoka says Ezra is where he needs to be, and quote, "So are we." Ahsoka tells her it's time to move on. They then see a light cutting through the clouds in the distance. Not sure what it is, but it must be important. Zoom out as Hayden Christensen himself stands there as a force ghost. Cut to black. 
Ahsoka season one. That's it. It's done. It's over. Now, do you both understand what I mean? Like, can you see my gripes, I guess, with the the whole, like, the whole, it just, this whole last section feels so incredibly rushed to me. Yes. Um, And my biggest problem, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, and this is what I mean when I compare it to Spider-Verse, because I think that's like the closest, most recent thing that's done a storytelling move like this, at least in my weird bubble. Um, In Spider-Verse, I think that they are fairly similar in that you get a bunch of different endings for different characters at the end of that movie. But the big cliffhanger here is that Ahsoka and Sabine are stuck. They are there. They're where they need to be is what Ahsoka says. But for me, a viewer, I'm going, well, they're not. No, they're not. Thrawn is over there. No, Thomas, Thomas, don't roll your eyes on me. Okay, we're going to get there. What I would at least have wanted a little bit from them and what I'm missing is with Miles in Spider-Verse, he's scared. He's worried. He is. There is some tension there and you can tell that he's like, I'm not in the right place. With them, there's no like even... It just feels like they could be stuck there forever and it's not going to matter. It feels like they don't care that they're there and so why should I? Okay. That's, that's my fair. big that's my my big sticking point with the end of this whole thing. That is that the part you dislike the yes. most? Wow. Yeah. That's the part that actually makes me feel better about Shin being in this episode at all. Um oh, I would the felt, Shin I, stuff I, and you know me. me too. <laughs> it's so it's my least favorite part of this whole episode where she just shows up and I'm like, "Okay, cool. What Oh, it's what I don't I I actually am feeling she was like on such a high. We were talking earlier in the season. She's just there. Like, what is her purpose? And now it's like, what what was her purpose? I'm very confused. What was her purpose even at this point? Um, Balin's skull. Honestly, I love everything I got from him in this episode. Uh, I'm upset. I will say I wish we'd have gotten another monologue. I mean, he just kills every freaking rest line in peace, Ray Stevenson. In too. Like series. this is like that's the that's the saddest part Man. is it's I I almost and selfishly wanted closure for him or a satisfying ending at mm-hmm. least because I knew that we we can't get more. And so now it's like yeah. I'm I and it sucks because we've we've pra- we've spent the last seven weeks praising Ray Stevenson's performance in the show. He was the most interesting part of this whole thing for me because he was just like, what is he doing? He's compelling. Um, I almost think it, when we were talking about Morgan, I almost think that she was done a disservice being surrounded by villains like Thrawn, Balin, and Shin, who were all more interesting than what she was doing. If it was just her, I don't know if we would be as worked up about it. But like the fact that everyone else yeah. was so compelling in a franchise where some of the Star Wars villains aren't super great, especially on TV, uh, in the Disney Plus stuff. So like, I'm so upset that we didn't get mm-hmm. more of a, I don't know, like at least satisfying cl- piece of closure for him. Sure, I concur. 
I don't know. Jamie, what about you? How do you feel about this section? Because I'm going to go off about the Mortis gods in a moment. <laughs> um, I, you know, it didn't really bother me. I think um, I think part of the thing that makes it hard is that we don't know if there's a season two. And and so when something ends in any kind of cliffhanger type way, it's like everyone on the internet's upset today because iCarly got canceled and it ended on a cliffhanger. More like and bye, so Carly, just, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I think that maybe has something to do with it, but I didn't, I didn't mind it. Some of it, like, I didn't really hit me or mean anything to me as somebody who's not super into like what's going on in the animation and the lore in that regard that I was like, okay, that's it. But it didn't, but it, I was kind of neutral on it. Uh, Hera and Ezra, that's what I was waiting for was Hera and Ezra's reunion. And I love that he came out in the stormtrooper outfit and in, in a trooper outfit. It was just, per it was so Ezra. It was perfectly Ezra. Uh, the, just what a cheeky little boy coming out like that and making her worry for a second, even though I didn't get my hug. And I, you know, I, I agree that Shin and Balin should have been in more of the episode. I think that that would have been cool because I really like them as a duo. Uh, and Ray Stevenson passing is a bummer. And I am really curious to see if what they're going to do because I, I get conflicted about yeah. recasting. Like he hasn't been around long enough to make to, to make it seem like gross but i mean the, with marvel recasting william hurt with harrison ford and william hurt's been around since 2008 uh in this franchise and like everyone's excited about harrison ford so i think it's like if you get the right person maybe but it, it's a bummer because he is he gave such a great performance and it sucks that it's we don't know what's going to happen if anything at all with this character um but uh, i will say the one thing about this end was that all i wanted was hayden force ghost that's because I, I don't care I, but it's when the world between worlds episode happened i hadn't seen that episode yet of rebels so i like i was like oh okay it's not force ghost and it's anakin it's world between worlds anakin all right that's cool not the anakin i wanted and then we finally get him and he doesn't do anything but at least we saw him because i him in the end of adding him to the end of return of the jedi was something that took me like years to be okay with. I hated it so much when it happened. Mm. It bothered the shit out of me. I remember I when the DVDs finally came out, we finally got DVDs. I remember watching the whole trilogy so excited. And you know, they knew there were changes. And I'll never forget him popping in in the end. And I was so confused. I think I was like 14. And I was like, what? To the point where I put out my VHS, I popped it in the VCR and I did like input back and forth. So I could <laughs> see it just because I felt like I was going crazy. But over time, I've learned <laughs> to be okay with it uh, because I love Hayden and Revenge of the Sith is probably the movie I've seen the most in the world. So, but then like, I'm like, yes, we did it. Force goes. He's not saying anything. So, like, I just want him to to interact with people next time. Please. Uh, that's I'll all ask I you, want. Jamie, mm -hmm. do we see Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker again? Oh, absolutely. You think I so? Think okay. so. Yeah, uh, that, I, I really I, think so. He's had the biggest turnaround, which is like, it's so, I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm happy that mm -hmm. we're here. I'm Me happy too. that him, we're getting the, like, as a prequel's child, we're getting a bit of a renaissance in that kind of way right now. Um, I don't know where he pops up next, but I I wouldn't be surprised if, with any of these actors, I wouldn't be surprised if this was the last time we see him. I wouldn't be surprised if Obi-Wan was the last time we see Ewan, um, even though they both seem to be just like way more on board with doing as much Star Wars as possible right now than they ever have been. Thomas. Mortis gods us, please. Yep. 
<clears throat> more to Scouts. Before I get there, Ezra and Hera had the best reunion in this entire season. They it didn't hug. Like, hey, listen, uh, this is going to be one of those things with Jack. Like, I heard him say on the direct podcast, uh, Jamie, Jack Pews is our uh, most... He's our one of our other cohorts. I don't know why it took me so long to get there. <laughs> um, and he he's always like this whole season. He's like, this reunion isn't enough. It's not enough. I'm not getting enough emotion. I'm not getting enough emotion. And then today he had the damn gall on the direct podcast to be like, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. And I'm like, dude, it was the best reunion. Hera actually had a tear in her eye when she sees him. Her throat closes up. Like, just look at the emotion, like the acting. I always say you got to look at the little details in the acting. Her throat closes up. It gets tight. Her sternocleidomastoid show because she's like, oh, my God, swallows, relaxes a little bit. And then she has the same look on her face as she does at the moment she realizes like the shock of, oh, my God, Kanan is dying. Like he's not making it out of this. And it's just like just that was a great audio uh, showing the face. Uh, You can hear it, I'm sure. And. Like at that moment, I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. And I rewatch it. And it's the only reunion this entire time I've cried in. Um, Sabine and Ezra, it's like, I'm too cool to show you my emotions. Sabine and Ahsoka is like, whoops, I messed up. She's going to be angry. And then it's like Sabine and uh, Ahsoka and Ezra. I feel like I should have felt more because the last time they saw each other was in the world between freaking worlds, man. But I'm not going to worry about that because we'll get there. That's something I'm sure we'll get a flashback or something. It'll be a David Thompson special for a flashback. But the Mortis Gods, it's my favorite arc of Clone Wars, without a doubt. I just love the what if of it all, the insanity, the let's go to a random. By the way, it's a random diamond hanging out in space and they go up to it and they like get near it and then boom. They're like sucked in and then they break all space time rules. Love it. How? Why? When? Where? Because it happened. In there, we have the father, the son, and the daughter. The father represents the balance between the two. He is the gray. He is the middle. He's the Bindu, if you will. Sad we didn't get Bindu claim. That's actually a bummer for me. Um, The daughter is the embodiment of the light side. And the sun is the embodiment of the dark side. I really should have reached out to our boy Nathan Johnson because he mentioned a character called Abeloth. Abeloth? I'm not sure. From Legends. Um, that was a servant of these three. And apparently the Mortis gods were in Legends is how I'm understanding it. it was a servant of these three. Drank from the light and the dark side. Gained too much knowledge and power. And had to be trapped somewhere. Right? Maybe that's what Balin was looking for. Unknown. Go read the article by Nathan Johnson. It's fantastic. It's I've never heard of this character. You can go find it there. Yeah. It, it's it wait, is like where where? The the direct.com. Also, I'm sure the comicbook.com has a nice. lot of good articles up right now as well. <laughs> None um, that I wrote, but they are there. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, you you were here. I'm like, I gotta, we gotta, we gotta throw it there. Appreciate gotta, you. Gotta sprinkle a little <laughs> food sources, in the man. fish tank. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Nathan, Nathan yeah, is it, like the guy in my world legend, when it comes to like the legend stuff and all of this. Like, I'm a Star Wars fan. I've seen all the a- animated stuff. I don't read the books. I but 
this is beyond me even. And he, he sums it up so well and so digestibly. But as far as basically what it means he for does. this series is the statues that Balin was standing on, that was the father. The son yes. was there and the daughter's head was missing. On the left. Yes. And because if you remember... She becomes the owl. Which she... yeah. Well, yes. The Morai is like her symbol of... Transfer transfiguration. She she can turn into some kind of creature, and the sun can turn into another kind of creature. His is a bat, looking real evil, looking very Dathomir bat, actually, if I'm not mistaken, from Fallen Order. Actually, they look very similar. And the daughter is like a majestic creature, but she always had a Morai owl with her, um, which is always been with Ahsoka, except for this whole season until the very very end of this series. Um, and so I find that really interesting that that's where we got. The daughter imbued her life force into Ahsoka because ah Ahsoka was dying because she was poisoned by the dark side. Um, and in it, I'm really spoiling all of this for you, Jamie. Right? Uh, all I'm of so Rebels was spoiled for it's, me. It's totally fine. I, it's okay. my fault that I've waited that's, this long. That's okay. See, I'm... I didn't want to say that, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's true. Um, listen, I, yeah. I don't like spoilers, but it's when it's uh, when I've waited years to watch a thing. That's on me. That's fair. Uh, so Anakin was brought in by the father to stay on Mortis and contain the light and dark side by bringing balance to the son and the daughter. Um, apparently, they were on Peridia. They were. That's where they started. Is that what you're assuming from the the statues being there? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely, assuming that their statues being there uh, represents that. And Balin is also looking off into a distance with a beacon, a flashing light, like save point here, save point here, save point here. That's a video game reference, I think. Uh, It's been a long time since I played one, so. I really feel like whatever, like everything Nathan says, go read the article. Holy shit. I, it blew my mind at six o'clock this morning when I read it or five o'clock or four o'clock, whatever time it was. Um, that is what I think is going to the future. I'm going to give all credit to him because I have to go read these books now. Uh, that's news to me. But the father, the son and the daughter being on Peridia, starting on Peridia, according to what he says is very likely they had to leave because Abeloth uh, everything that she touched became death, destroying worlds, which would line up with why the Purgle go there to die. It is what things do there. It's a dead world. Um, the Night Sisters were asleep. Abeloth was asleep in legend. So maybe the three mothers being woken up by Thrawn is what woke up the possibility for Abeloth. The reason that I want to talk about these here, Mortis Gods, is A... If Anakin is the father, keeping balance between the two, which we've now seen he is the perfect balance of light and dark side, and Ahsoka is quite literally the daughter being imbued, then who is the son? Who is the dark side that he is, uh, that is going to be the equal to Ahsoka, if you will? Is it Balin Skull? Asterisk? Like little sidebar, I just love how he looks like the father standing on the statue. Like he's got the facial structure for it. That was awesome. Uh, could it be 
Balin's skull? Could it be another character? And I find it interesting that Ahsoka is like, we are where we're meant to be. And the fact that, yeah, you are where you're meant to be because Balin's about to go do something. There has to be some kind of balance in the force on this planet to thwart whatever he wants to do. And if Anakin Skywalker is there watching over you, which did he smile at the end? There's a very subtle smile. Yeah, there's a little smirk. Uh, It's almost as if like this is, you know, I don't want to quote Battlestar Galactica, but you know me, I'm going to. This has all happened before and it'll all happen again. Balin thinks he's breaking the cycle, but he's living right on into the Ragnarok of it all. So I really love where all of that stuff ends. Um, And that is probably, you know, in the, in the, I've been comparing everything to Loki for the last week after like everybody's starting to talk about it and trying to remember what happened in the series. Uh, it set up He Who Remains and Kang going forward while ending the story of that season, the main purpose of that season, which was Sylvie doing whatever Sylvie was going to do and Loki figuring out who he was in the grand scheme of everything. In this, one per- one side's trying to free Thrawn, the other side's trying to free Ezra. Both succeed. How about that? Whereas Ahsoka had no idea who she was, now she knows, following the force, trusting the force, Sabine doing the same thing. We now have one ma- one set of master and apprentice and another light side, probably dark side, on the same planet. And whatever that means for this untouched galaxy, this, you know, David Thompson's always like, I want something new. I want to go forward. I don't want to be a prequel. Everything that happens in this galaxy could literally, it's like Vegas. It could stay in that galaxy. It could be its own future saga. And I love that. That is spoiler alert. That's that's going to be my bud later on. That's the thing. I can't wait to watch blossom into something that's probably going to be insanity. Um, and it, if it weren't for the Mortis gods at the end, I would have far less excitement because it as a, as the Clone Wars guy and as Mortis being my favorite thing and talking about, oh, I need the Mortis gods at the beginning of this series, which shout out to that kid. He got lucky that we got it on a very end last, what, 30 seconds of the episode. Um, that is the only reason I'm excited because without that, there's no clue about what the future holds. There's no sign being pointed forward about what we're going to do. It would have just been like, okay, sure. Why not? And I love it. Also, Love me some Thrawn. I just want to shout out Chiss Twitter. <laughs> Calm you kids down. All right, Chiss Twitter is real pissed off about Thrawn in this episode. Let me put it to you. Let me just summarize almost every tweet I've seen. How can you completely understand Thrawn and get him right in every single detail, but in one line, I'm now upset that he said it, and it's long live the Empire. They're like, he would have never said that. And it's like, Dude, he says shit all the time on recordings just to make everyone feel like they're on his side. Like he knows how to play the game of politics at this point, and he knows how to play tactical warfare. He's telling Ahsoka, "Long live the Empire! Suck it, you two Gruda! I'm out of here, you loser." Whereas, and they're saying his only purpose is to defend the Chiss ascendancy. I agree. To defend the Chiss ascendancy, he's got to go restart the Empire, and he will never be accepted back in the Chiss ascendancy without regaining his honor from the most 
egregious, outstanding, humbling defeat he's ever had because he doesn't really lose very often. And when he does, Bindu, it's because something crazy happened. He always has to earn his respect back in the Empire, in the galaxy proper, in the Chiss Ascendancy. For him to help out with the Grisk problem that is all in the books, Chiss Twitter, listen, man, the only way that happens is by really building the Empire's resources so that he can utilize them versus the Grisk. Chill out. It's fine. Everything's going to be okay. Stop freaking out. I love you, Chiss Twitter, but take a breath, kids. Take a breath. We're going to be fine. Thrawn is a god in my mind. (laughs) So we're going to end here with some rapid fire questions at the end of the episode. Jamie, we like to do a little exercise here. We've been doing it last little while. It's in English. I don't know if school was a long time ago for everyone here, but (laughs) English class where you'd read like Catcher in the Rye and we had to always do it's called Rose, Bud and a Thorn. A rose is something you liked. Just rapid fire. Something you liked. A bud is something you're looking forward to after having what you just what just experienced. And the thorn is maybe something you're a little more critical of. So your rosebud and thorn, Jamie. Ready. Okay. My rose definitely Amon as Ezra Bridger. I he his performance was to me perfect. He was my favorite part about the show. He made me feel like this was connected to, to Rebels more than anything else. My bud, uh, definitely Shin. I want to see more of her. So I lo- I really love Ivana. I've loved her ever since The Spy Who Dumped Me, which is a very underrated comedy that I'm obsessed with. And uh she is so you funny just in that broke movie. My so brain. I I I'm like, where do I recognize this person from? Oh my yeah. gosh, you're right. She is in that. <laughs> Spy Who Dumped oh Me. Goodness. Yeah, so I've been following her career for for a few years now, and uh, and uh, again, a lady villain, especially a hot lady villain, like she looks like Elizabeth Olsen and Scarlett Johansson morphed into one being. It's like really overwhelming to look at. Yes. Yeah. So um, Preach. so that's my bud. I'm I really want more from her, and and she's just and she's interesting. Uh, uh, will she even end up a villain in the end? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. And then Thorn, I I really kind of touched on it earlier. I just uh, Rosario for me never fully felt like Ahsoka and I think that was it and, and overall sometimes this show did not hold my attention as s- strongly as all the other things do and I think that's partly just because I, I don't have the same kind of investment and I don't like that because my whole life has been invested in Star Wars and when it, now we're at something that I don't know about and it makes me feel bad about myself uh, but that's my fault and I'm working on it I like it we do Thomas what do we call Shin here on the show what have we called her for the last couple of weeks Shin Hadi. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to jump in. My rose very quickly was I loved this episode specifically. I loved the uh, uh, Night Trooper fight was just like so cool. It's them all battling off each other and bouncing off each other, making quips, using lightsabers. Uh, and my bud, looking forward, I am excited and interested to see the Mandoverse culminate into something like we are now on the path towards that officially. Like it does really feel like that ball is rolling down the hill. And so I'm really excited to see what that means. And what does that mean for, cause we know it's not like this is the end of the saga and we're building on new, we know where this goes from here afterwards. So I want to see like all that wrap up nicely into a nice little bow, which I hope it does. And my thorn is, yeah, it's just, it's the way this whole thing ended. Um, I just, it was way too fast, way too quick. And, kind of unsatisfying for me thomas your rosebud and your thorn 
My rose is action, action, action. Holy shit. Every fight was amazing. I loved every second of it. Sabine with the dual wielding a freaking blaster and a lightsaber. Wasn't that in Jedi Survivor? It is. Wasn't that yeah. an option? Yeah, you can do that in the new game. Bro, yeah. That's awesome. That's that's dope. One day I'll be cool and I'll get to play it. Uh loved loved all the action. Um Bud, like I said, the Peridia stories, it feels like it's untapped potential. We can go anywhere. Yeah, I guess we can go any time and any when based on what might happen uh, with the unleashing of this entity, if you will. Um, and then Thorn, uh, oh, secondary bud, because I already talked about it. I, I just want to see where Ezra shows up next. Like, that would, I'm really intrigued to see where that goes. Because um, he's just, he's hes so fucking good, man. He's great. He's perfect. Um, Thorn. I have show title written down, and I think I meant like Ahsoka, the series being called Ahsoka, and not something else entirely. I felt like it would land better because, like, I guess the most emotional growth happened with Ahsoka. I guess, kind kind of. I'm not. I question that. I, I really do question it. Um, but uh, I, I feel like it just didn't encapsulate what the show was truly about. And in the end, like it's 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 not about Ahsoka. It's like they could have called it the escape, right? The the rescue, literally anything but Ahsoka. And I feel like a lot of people would have overall uh, enjoyed the ride a little bit more. Um, and that's just uh, for the grand scheme of things. Because for this episode, I think I talked about a few things that I just really didn't like. I agree with your rushed ending. Um, it just like skipped ahead for a lot of people, and it wasn't clear we were doing that um so yeah uh i uh i have one little quick fan theory that i want to throw out real fast before we get to the next questions the all those dead bodies are going to be right they're going to become zombies they're going to become night troopers they're going to like lead into the uh rebuilding of the empire which is going to make thrawn very scary in Heir to the Empire, the books, that whole trilogy, he's seeking out to get clones. And he's also seeking out a Jedi to control them or a former Jedi, a force user, so that, uh, you know, Palpatine was in control of the fleet. As soon as he died, it fell apart. Everyone sucked. They couldn't communicate well. They couldn't battle well. Uh, it's uh, one of the force powers of uh, battle meditation, basically. You make everybody better. This now means that we don't, we're not going to get the clone situation because that was a big key. It was the first time clones were ever really talked about after um, the original trilogy because the books came out in 1990. The first one was 1991. Shout out 91 babies. Shout out episode 91. Look at that. How it crossed over. Uh, but they are controlled by the Night Sisters, the Great Mothers. So I feel like they've now transfixed around the, oh, he needs a Jedi and, oh, or a dark Jedi, and oh, we got to do the clone thing to rebuild the army. No, we're just going to go pick up a lot of dead bodies, and we're going to put them in armor, and we're going to have these three crazy red ladies control them. And where, oh, where, Klein, are there a copious amount of dead bodies? Dathomir. So they're going to go, they're going to go do some crazy shit. Let's jump to your questions. I'm ready for uh, the third one. Okay. Okay. 
we can you can you can explain if you want, but a title is all I need. Where does this okay. story and when I say this story, I mean like the actual like the Thrawn of it all, the Ahsoka of it all. Mm. You can pick elements of that. Where does this story next immediately pick up? Because coming up, we have the Acolyte. That's happening before all this. We have Skeleton Crew, which is Mandoverse related, but I don't know how much it's going to tie into this whole thing. So where do we next see movement on this story? Jamie? I think it can't be too far after. I I'd Maybe like a couple months. I imagine it, we can't wait that long. Like, are they going to be stuck for years? That doesn't seem likely. So, but but I think it's no matter what, if you're talking about like our real life timeline, it will be years, I think, before we see them again. Yeah. Do you think it's, is it a Mandalorian season four thing? Is it a Rangers of the New Republic? I, is it? Well, that's not happening, right? Uh, I think there I, needs yeah, to be. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there needs to be one more season of Ahsoka before the culmination, before they the come together. That's my personal okay. opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that we need at least one more season with these main characters. Um, I don't know. Maybe get Zeb in there this time. Why was he in Mando season three and not in this show? My theory was we were, and I was waiting until the credits ended. I was like, that's what they're going to do. He he has met Mando. That's how they're going to tie this whole thing in. We're going to get a post-credit scene where it's basically Nick Fury and Iron Man, where Hera calls him and he's like, oh, don't worry. I know a guy. And then we hear the Mando theme and it cuts away. Like, that was what I thought we were going to get. We didn't. Um, where was Zeb? What is he doing? Thomas, what is the title of the show? The thing, when do we next pick this up? I don't think we'll see anybody. If we do, hopefully it's uh, Ezra, because it's supposed to be Force-sensitive children skeleton crew, right? Yes. With uh, Jude, Jude Law. Law is a Jedi. The Jedi Law. Um, Jedi Jude. I like that. We're going to go with that. Jude. Um, so I, I, I think that would be the most likely chance to see Ezra, but I think skeleton crew, we definitely start hearing the rumblings of Thrawn actually having been back hearing about imperial raids that are unlike any other that have happened um and it'll be little by little i think it'll be because in in the beginning of air to the empire it's like oh we've had these raids it's very similar to what carson tava has been saying listen there are little remnants and pockets around here and, and i'm not really feeling good about it and then as soon as they start seeing out in the outer rim you know it's going to just amp up the bullshit politics um, and then Ahsoka season two is all Peridia stuff. We're gonna we're gonna purgle the fuck out of there. What a deadline! Right last last night, it was like conversations are being had, but nothing is locked in for Ahsoka season two. So I, it's gonna yeah, happen. I imagine. I'm surprised not. this we didn't get didn't have strength. the whole like Loki treatment where it was like title card at the end. Ahsoka will return in, <sighs> or even just an Ahsoka, Man. or even. I don't know. It it does yeah. seem weird that they, they don't have something locked down on the books. Now, one last thing and then we can get out of here. We rate all of our projects, all, everything we do on a scale of five. But because it is a Star Wars show, there are five Bad Batch characters in the hit animated TV. Ah, I don't know if hit's the right word. Uh, animated Star Wars it's TV a hit, show. Baby. The Bad Batch. So we rate everything on a scale of one to five Bad Batchers. And I got a new one to add on top of it as well. Do you think this episode would have been better if you could have smelled anything happening in in universe? It was smell-o-vision was real. Do you think this would have been made better? <laughs> T- 
Thomas, how many Bad Batchers out of five are you giving? And if you could have smelled the final episode of Ahsoka, would it have been better or worse? Um, okay, I'm going to go in reverse order. It would have been better, but it would really? have smelled horrible. Yes. Yeah, it would have like it really would have sucked you in. You know, it's like, what's that smell? Ooh, that smell. A bunch of night troopers smell. Um, and Bad Batchers, I'm pulling a Jack Pews this week, 3.75. Oh, wow. You're uh, chopping one four, of those humans in half. It's not a three and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, um, I'm going to, I don't like to Anakin Skywalker, my Bad Batchers. I like to Darth Maul them, but today I got to, I got to slice off some limbs and not the whole half. Okay, Jamie, uh, yeah. what are you rating this episode? And I guess the season yeah. as a whole out of five. You know, so I'm a big letterboxer, so I, I, I'm glad. Yeah, oh, shout out. What's do. your tag? Yeah, Throw yeah. it out there. Uh, it's just my name, at Jamie Jirak. Follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, I love, love Letterboxd. Um, you know, it's funny because I would say a four, but Thomas clearly liked it more than me. I'm just a really generous rater. I, to give you context, though, both Andor and Obi-Wan are fives. Full fives for me. So uh, just to... just to, and, and there are probably some four and a halves there, too. So even though four really sounds generous for me and a star war that is that is not as high as a lot of them are and do you think this show would have been yeah. made better or worse if you could have smelled oh, the happenings no i don't want to smell things i smell a vision is not for me uh no thank you hard pass i don't need to know what a pergle smells like that's all i'm gonna yeah. put out there like nope. it, it, that cannot smell good <laughs> also what's the shower situation with these naughty probably not very good <laughs> Like they, they're these weird traveling bug people. They definitely don't. There's no indoor plumbing happening. Um, I'm going to give this episode a three out of five. Um, and I've been pretty high on the rest of it, but a three out of five. We'll go through our whole season thoughts next week on the show. And I don't need to smell it. I do not need to smell Ahsoka, um, this series it, at all. Thomas, that is it. Ahsoka season one is done. Yep. I can put a wave. I can take off wow. my recap hat. I can close up the recap juice until skeleton crew, I guess. Sometime next year. Sometime next year. Maybe November. Jude Law. Maybe January. Can't wait. We'll never know. And that's it. Ahsoka is done. Wow. We, we did it. I now have to go back to hosting the show on a semi-regular basis. That is unfortunate for my time span of life. Uh, but good, dear listeners, what did you think of episode eight of Ahsoka, the finale? Uh, tweet at us at Reckless Rebels on Twitter, R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-R-E-B-E-L-S. Next week, we're going to ask you about Ahsoka overall, but if you want to shout it out this week, why, why the heck not? While you're uh, hanging out with us, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. Drop us some comments. Tell us if you want the smell of vision. That's the question everyone should answer this week. Uh, I, I think it would have made it a more um, enveloped. You would have been sucked into it as it sucked into your nostrils. Um We'll start with you, Klein. You have your, your, your briefness stuff. It's We'll get to you. You'll knock you out, and we'll let Jamie plug all of her stuff right after. Klein, where can everyone find you on social media? You can find me like everywhere at every the Klein Felt, T-H-E-K-L-E-I-N-F-E-L-T, and everything I'm doing over on the direct.com with Ahsoka, Loki, Spider-Man 2 review coming up in a couple of weeks, and I also host a video game podcast called Controller Club. If you like what you have heard here and you like games, Come say hello. We have a lot of fun over there as well. 
You can find me at TC Rochester Act on all the social medias, T-C-R-O-C-H-E-S-T-E-R-A-C-T. I'm really worried that I just spelled my own name wrong, but I'm going <laughs> to let it ride. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, where can everyone find you on socials? Where can they follow your podcast and the letterbox? Because we know how much you love yeah. that. I am at Jamie Jirak, just my name, J-A-M-I-E-J-R-A-K. That is how you spell it. I'm very confident. And it's uh, I'm, I'm at Jamie Jirak on Letterboxd, TikTok, and Instagram. And I'm also at Jamie Cinematics on Twitter. I've been trying not to use Twitter, but, you know, when you're trying to plug a podcast, you've got no choice. So my uh, uh, for, for work through comicbook.com, you can find my articles, my interviews. This week, I interviewed Christine Wada, the Loki costume designer. Uh, and then our podcast, Phase Zero, is every Wednesday at 9 a.m., Pacific time uh, for the next six weeks. We're doing Wednesday and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. Pacific time for Loki recaps. Uh, all six weeks, we're doing two episodes a week. It's going to be wild. And then I have a new podcast called Love in the Time of Hydra. You can find us on Instagram at Litopod, L-I-T-T-O-H-P-O-D. And from there, hit our link tree and it'll tell you all the places to listen. But that is me and my boyfriend, Tony, watching every single episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on its 10th anniversary, which means the podcast will last seven years. Tony's never seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, I've seen it many, many, many times, so it's a fun dynamic where he is trying to be spoiler-free for seven years. We do that every Sunday on live stream, on Twitch, on YouTube at 5 p.m. Pacific time, always the 10th anniversary of the episodes. That's all. Oh, have you ever watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> judgment in that voice <laughs> this is when this is this you have to hang me out to dry every single time with our guest thomas i'm just not a big tv guy i'm sorry i'm on the letterbox i'm watching movies i just like i'd much rather God. watch a movie than watch... tony's the same way that's why it's fun to do this with him because he's you the are. exact same way yeah um yeah i i'm the agents of field uh shield defender in our friend group on on the internet so it's like they're like oh it's not canon and i'm like dude shut up it's good just just watch it <laughs> so season good. one is decent season two is questionable at times but then three four five i'm not gonna even lie to you i didn't finish after season five six and seven are so busy. good and i know that's what i've heard and it, we became like too far out that i was like Ooh. I don't even remember what happened at the end of season. Now five. you have a podcast along, all along with, with yeah. Lito. <laughs> know, Watch yeah. with Tony. That's only one episode a week. It's really easy homework. That is exactly how I usually watch TV, too. <laughs> it's the only time I can fit stuff in. Uh, Klein's like, how do you watch so much TV? Because everything comes out once a week, and it takes me about 90 minutes to get through the two and a half shows. God, I kind of can't wait for what we do in the shadows to come back. And our flag means death is like soon. Yeah, so soon. Days away. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't wait. Oh, those, oh, man, I love being on those pirates. The gentleman pirates coming back. Going to be a fun time. Uh, with that, sentience and droids, we've reached the end of the episode. Remember, the Force is your ally and a powerful ally it is. We've spoken. Get some twin sunlight and stay hydrated. Thank you, Jamie, for joining us this evening. Uh, very excited that you came on. We'll have to have you back. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Of course. This was just standard operating procedure of podcasting. Yippee!